Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin A.C. Potter's beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Poser, my boss, uh, sports editor of the Union Tribune. It's perfect timing to have the guys come to to blow leaves all around the yard exactly when this <laughs> when this taping started. And as it happens now, I can literally see the leaves blowing by my window <laughs> here on the, by the side of my house. They could not have timed this any better, so I apologize for uh, apologize for that. Usually it's the planes from Miramar that uh, that fly over my house, but uh, now it's the uh, now it's the blower. Where do we start, Jay? Uh, Matt Beatty, I think that was an interesting pickup, not to make too much of it, but that's yeah. an interesting pickup. We've got a starting rotation. You know, you Darvish is set. I think the rest of it is set, but there is a huge question about Mackenzie Gore. The more I think about it, the more I talk to people, I <laughs> I think he might be on the team. There's a lot of places to start. What interests you, Jay? I was going to say, why don't you keep talking while this guy walks by? But, uh, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't quite, uh, you didn't quite make it. So, anyway, um, I think I heard you say the Padres traded for Matt Beatty, uh, so yeah. we can we can start there. Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he's a you know, sort of an everyday type of player. I don't think he has been in the past, but for what the Padres need at this point, um, you know, nothing wrong with picking him up, I suppose. It's interesting that, you know, they basically got a guy that their closest rival in the division didn't have any use for anymore. Uh, but that's kind of where they are at some at yes. some stages uh, yeah. right now. So, you know, I would assume at this point he's going to share time with Profar in left field. Um and we'll see. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if one of them gets hot, or or both of them get hot, or whatever uh, whatever could be the case. So um, I, I think, uh, as I said, nothing wrong with getting a guy like that in here. Can also play first base. Can also DH, um, and he'll get a chance to get probably more at bats than he's had, um, you know, at any time in uh, his career. So uh, you know, not a blockbuster move. Certainly not what. I think most people would have expected in terms of playing, you know, having a quote everyday left fielder still have to worry about the depth in the outfield. You know, is Trent Grisham going to play 150 games? At this point, it seems like he's penciled in for that. And I, you know, is that a good thing? I'm, I don't know which Trent Grisham are we going to get? I know you're writing, uh, you're writing on that topic today, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I, you know, do I trust Trent Grisham over 150 games? Not. Not right now. Uh, I, I think he's, you know, pretty much in a kind of prove it stage after what happened the second part of sure. of last season. You know, Will Myers is pe- probably penciled in to play 150 games in right field, maybe some center field as well. And we, I think we know by now what we're going to get from Will Myers. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have some stretches where he's really hot. He's going to have some stretches where, you know, it's going to be like, how much are they paying this guy again? So... Some some real questions, I think, in the outfield, at least as far as I look at it. I think uh, starting with the Beatty uh, situation, we'll go left to right. Um, yeah. you're, you're, you're correct. We can look at it that the Dodgers, the best team in baseball, I don't think there's any question on paper going into the season, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the best team we've seen in a while in terms of positional depth. The Padres got one of their castoffs. Well, they got a castoff who plays a lot of first base, and the Padres made – or the Dodgers made a huge move for a first baseman. Um, right. I guess the Dodgers think very highly of their outfield depth since they also traded AJ Pollock. Um, so uh, they 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 didn't need Matt Beatty. Uh, Matt Beatty's never had a chance to play every day, and and now he'll get a chance to play more than he ever has. It will be interesting. I'm I'm in the process of doing my research for a story on 
you know, what will pinch hitting and and all that look like with the designated hitter coming to yeah. the league? So, th- you know, that's one thing to consider. And it's very fascinating to me, at least, uh, how how uh, Bob Melvin has used those uh, those rules with the A's. So this will be interesting. What you can say is that this is better for the Padres that Jurickson Profar does not have to play every day in left field, which he never Absolutely. was going to have to. You just didn't know, was it going to be a top-tier left fielder that they got or you know somebody to split time with, with Jurickson right. Profar? Um, they got a left-handed bat in Matt Beatty, so there's that. Trent Grisham, you're right. Um, he's not a guy that you go, woohoo yet. Uh, you would have thought that when they got him. You would have thought that after 2020. And then, look, last year was his first full year, and he didn't play a full year. He had that, right. that injury where he missed a couple months. And I'm going to talk today about some mechanical adjustments, some things that were wrong last year. I thought Trent was very interesting, interesting about it, and he's highly thought of. I think he's still a you know top third center fielder in the league. We'll see. And you said, and we have – Look, I'll talk about Will Myers all day, but I think we've all talked enough about Will Myers. It's <laughs> super hot or super cold, and then we'll talk about him again. But the outfield depth, Bob Melvin, man, do I love covering me some Bob Melvin because Bob <laughs> Melvin is not afraid to say. He's not looking around. Where's AJ? Where's the boogeyman? Right. Um, he's not afraid to say we're thin in the outfield. I love it. So uh, enough that he volunteered maybe C.J. Abrams. I don't think so, but – he volunteered that, like, look, this is the kind of thinking we have to have right now. Sure. Um, and in a pinch, you know, in a pinch. Behind, Kevin, stop asking about Yurikson Profar playing center field and right. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, I don't want to see Profar out there again. Um, I, I, I'd rather see what Abrams can can do just, you know, based on the skill that he mm-hmm. appears to have. And, you know, look, in a, if they have a big injury out there, that that's what we're talking about. I mean, there could be some real yes. trouble. I, I don't think you want C.J. Abrams playing center field every day. Um, you know, when I say no, to, I mean with health. But you're right. An injury, sure. all bets are off because yeah, there is to, no death. <laughs> right. And, you know, I mean, there were rumors, I, I you know, rumors yesterday or the day before about Brian Reynolds. Uh, I, I don't know what the Pirates are doing. Why would they trade Brian Reynolds? Uh, at this point, I mean, he's, he's it's his first year of arbitration. I think I think if the Padres traded for Reynolds, they would have four years. Is it four years of control? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I can't believe the Pirates would trade a guy like that. But then I can't believe the Pirates could be so horrible for so long uh, either. So maybe that's the case. I don't know what it would cost to give to get a guy like Brian Reynolds. Um, it seems like it would be a lot. You're dealing with four uh, four years of control for a guy who's been a pretty good player, except for you know the the bastardized season of uh, of 2020. So we'll we'll see what happens. I don't know if you're hearing if, if you think there's anything to that. I mean, or is that just sort of hey that yeah we'll listen for Brian Reynolds, of course. Yeah, of course they're going to listen for Brian Reynolds, and the Padres maybe have some. You know, they have some pitching, some controllable pitching. They have a catcher, and the Pirates need that. Um, they, uh, you know, a backup catcher. Uh, right. it, it, and I believe that there's been a lot of shopping of uh, both ways with the catchers, uh, Victor Caratini primarily, but also Jorge Alfaro. Um, and and I wouldn't, I mean, I'll be surprised if they're both on the roster. And that means that what I'm saying is I think one of them will be traded if there's a trade out there to be had before opening right. day. Yes, it's possible, but it would probably take, Ryan Weathers and Victor Caratini and Robert Hassel or something. Uh, Brian right. Reynolds is, is one hell of a player and will make a lot in arbitration over the next couple of years. And the Pirates are pathetic. 
uh, in terms of uh, payroll. So um, look forward to my story for that trip that the uh, Padres, the Padres take their their uh, second road trip where they go to play the Reds, the Pirates, and the Indians. Three of wow. I think the top or bottom five in payroll uh, in the major leagues. Uh, so we'll do an advance there. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, and I, so- and I think you know the. It's a question of, you know, the, the Padres definitely have pitching to deal, but how much do you want to deal? And you, right, you touched right. on this, you touched on this today. How much do you want to deal when you've got guys that are coming back from injury? And, you know, w- when we've seen what happens with guys trying to pitch full seasons. And as, as Bryce Miller points out in a column that'll be in Sunday's paper, we have an expanded sports section on Sunday with, with, uh, two very big Padre stories, one by you, one by Bryce. And Bryce is not to give it away, but he talks about the rotation and how this is really the only year that they're guaranteed to have these top four guys all together. So, you know, with with Musgrove and Darvish and Snell and Clevenger, not I think only two of those guys are under contract for next year. Might be three. I, I, you would know better than I would, but mm-hmm. just two. So, you know, look, if you're not going to be able to sign one or two of those guys, are you going to want to give away Chris Paddock and Ryan Weathers and Mackenzie Gore and, you know, or, you know, or two of those guys to get Brian Reynolds? I, I don't know. That that seems like that's a pretty big risk. I mean, uh, at some point you're going to need some pitching. And, uh, you know, maybe you have a little bit of an excess this year, but this is just one year. And I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, I – I, how desperate are you to get an outfielder, I guess, is the question. And how and much, I don't of, a think risk, that, that, how much of a risk do you want to take? I don't think desperation is 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 where they're at. I, um, mm-hmm. We can go into this. I'll be writing about it before the season. But um, I'm not saying they're not going to make a move. But I don't I'm, – I'm increasingly believing that they're willing to go into the season with this team. Let's remember there are six playoff spots. Let's remember that if they got Brian Reynolds, they're still not probably catching the Dodgers uh, on paper. And that there is the rest of the season for you or the first uh, three and a half months or whatever for you to make a trade. Uh, So if you are, if you are a championship contender, so which I think they should be uh, making a trade at some point, if you know, they're as good as they uh, think they are. Yeah, the team we see on April 7, and, and we should point out yesterday should have been opening day if it wasn't for the owners uh, screwing around with all this nonsense. But anyway, April 7, the team you see that day, not the team you're going to see probably on May 7, and certainly not the team you're going to see on August 7. Um, you know, when yeah, you come more than any year, I will, I will not rest easy. This is uh, AJ yeah. Peller season. And is your story for – uh, Sunday points out that'll be online um, l- later today. The idea that the Padres are coming off a season where they just had a collapse, unlike almost any other in Major League history. I won't give away how close they were to that, but it was pretty big. It was and so there crazy. Was... <laughs> I lived through it, and I still I, was shocked. I know, I know, and and we all and we all watched it and everything, and and. You know, you talk about the big step they made, the one big move they made to hope that that doesn't go away. But, you know, that one move isn't going to be everything. There's still going to have to be production uh, on the field. So what we see on even what we what my point is, whatever we see on August 7, we're still not going to say, okay, well, oh, the Padres are home free here or anything like that. We know what can happen. August 10, I believe, was the date last year. They were 17 games over 500. 
and we know what happened after August 10th. So you make you talk about the depth and Jay, remember how excited we all were last year by by preseason projections, a potential to be the best rotation in Padres history. But I wrote and not, I just want to not saying, oh, wow, what a genius, because everybody saw it. But even before Adrian Morahone got hurt, Michelle Baez got hurt, Jacob Nix and a lot of their depth got hurt uh, either late in spring or early in the season. Um, you knew that the big concern was going to be covering innings. And it yeah. was. That was it, man. I mean, um, even if even with like the inconsistency by Blake Snell, like that was it was injuries and just the ability to cover those innings coming off the shortened season and all that. And I would say that I with Mike Clevenger coming off Tommy John, Blake Snell and his decision to you know prepare for the season as he did. He's a little behind. Um that's the concern again. And so you start trading from what is clearly depth. Now, is it quality mm-hmm. depth? We'll see. But it looks like it has the potential like it could be. Chris Paddock having a good spring. Um, Mackenzie Gore having a good spring. Do you really want to do that? I, I do not think so. I think that um, Brian Reynolds, uh, that's a really good player. I, I don't think so. That's not the impression I get. Yeah, and I, and I think you talk about innings, and I, I wanted to go to that next because, you know, Snell pitched yesterday, and it was the sort of version of Snell that we saw uh, a good chunk of last year. And I don't want to read anything into that because it was it was his first spring start, and, you know, I'm not paying any attention to the stuff that happens, almost nothing that happens in the spring, and certainly not a guy out there for the first time. But they are going to need to cover innings when Snell pitches early on, they're going to need to cover when Clevenger pitches uh, early on. And, you know, we don't know what we're getting when we see Nick Martinez, you know, pitch. I Maybe he goes six innings his first time out. I don't know. There's going to be times, especially during the first part of the year, there's going to be a lot of innings to have to cover. And, you know, these sort of piggyback games that, you know, we've talked about in the past. And the Padres have a couple guys that are very well suited for that, I think. And Paddock yesterday showed that, you know, coming out of the bullpen for him was a mental thing. And he figured out a way to work around it and work around not having his routine. Uh, Ryan, Weather- Ryan Weathers is used to is used to doing that and giving and providing length. Uh, I don't know if they want to do that with Gore at this point or not, but you're going to have situations where, you know, you're going to Snell and Clevenger might only pitch three innings in a game. And then you bring in Paddock or Weathers to pitch three or four innings. So if you don't have those guys, now who are you bringing in to pitch those innings? And how does that affect you? And does that mean later in the season, you know, they're going to be signing guys like, I, I don't know, Jake Arry, who did they sign last year? Jake um, Arietta. Arietta and Vince Velasquez, I Vince think. Vince Velasquez. Yeah. Man, he was starting that game in St. Louis, which uh, was Remember basically that? the end of the season right there. Exactly. So, so yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, when you look at, oh, should we, we have pitching depth. Yeah, you have pitching depth, but look what happened last year and look you're, who was pitching for you in September. You're going to have it later when Adrian Morahone comes back in the middle of the season and Michelle Baez comes back in the middle of the season and how, depending on how they're built up and how they're pitching, um, how does Drew Pomeranz, uh, Jose Castillo come back in the bullpen? You know, there's some some ifs that make you go, okay, maybe you deal later because later. you think you're a championship contender. First thing I'll touch on is I want to know where – see, yesterday Chris Paddock was still able to – you know, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks share that that uh, Salt River oh, Fields. Right. Uh, and he was still able to go to a field 
field right next to the spring training uh, stadium and do his running and his stretching. I want to know what he's doing at Chase Field next to some, some high school down the road, and then they're going to Uber him over to the fields. Uh, I don't know how, how how big is the casino over there. Can he right. run? Uh, can he run in the casino? It's uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting, but he did a really good job yesterday. Who is piggybacking off of Mike Clevenger on uh, was it Tuesday in San Francisco? Mackenzie Gore did a heck of a job doing it. Who's mm-hmm. piggybacking on against or after uh, Mike Clevenger on Sunday? Mackenzie Gore. Maybe. Look, more people, they're not saying, look, I'm not talking about Bob Melvin or A.J. Preller, but when I talk with other people in the organization, there are arguments being made that Mackenzie Gore should be on this roster. And what he's shown us is that he should. If he's not, it will be the same reason C.J. Abrams and Luis Campisano are not, and that is that they want them to get work down in AAA. But those are really good players that appear right. to have a really strong future in, in the major leagues. And that future is not very far off. Well, and I think it, you talk about does Gore, is Gore going to get Gore, especially in this situation, even more so than than Abrams or Camposano. You can pretty much guarantee that Gore is going to get work at least early on, because, you know, that Clevenger and Snell are going to need guys yep. piggybacking uh, yep. for the for the first couple of weeks, at least. And then you can always. You know, you can see what happens from there and, and you know, and, you don't wish for anyone to get hurt. But, you know, the odds are somebody's going to somebody's going to get a knock at some point and, and they're going to miss a start and and all that. But and then if, I was look, talking if, to if, someone um, and, and they, it, was, it wasn't a major point, but it was also and we're going to send him to El Paso yeah. to pitch in the Pacific Coast League. Right. OK, like I, I think I'm telling you, uh, yesterday I was on a radio appearance and I I. I said, look, I'm still having a hard time believing that Mackenzie Gore will be on the roster. Talked to one more person last night, woke up in the middle of the night and said, that's going to come back to haunt me because he's going to be on the opening day roster. So, well, let's see. I mean, that'd be great. I mean, he pitches um, either game two or game four. He would be a piggyback guy. I guess it would be game four if he's pitching on Sunday, most likely. Here's what um, I think that well actually so Sunday gives you Monday, oh, no. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's game Friday. two. And then yeah. what you have is Snell going on Tuesday against the White Sox in the spring training finale. So what I really think it is is Darvish, you um it's Darvish, Clevenger, Musgrove, Snell, and Martinez. That right. splits up the two short guys, uh Snell yep. and Clevenger. And here's the thing, and he hasn't said this, but he's hinted at it enough. That Joe Musgrove going in game three sets Joe Musgrove up to be rewarded for the hometown guy to pitch the home opener on the 14th against the Braves. So I'm I I mean, if you wanted to go, yeah. if that's on the board somewhere in a uh in a casino, go ahead and and put that down as the starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, I I've I can say I've gathered that from I'm not very smart, but I've even gathered that from uh from your stuff that Joe Musgrove's pitching the home opener, that that's what's uh that's how they're working it. And, and it makes sense that, that you put the, you have to split up Clevenger. So he pitches, he could pitch Friday with Gore and then they could come back with Snell and Paddock on Sunday, I guess, if, if all things being And then equal you've gone righty, lefty, lefty, righty too. I sure. mean, look, uh, as Bob Melvin pointed out the other day, teams know what you're going to do. They set up their lineups, you know, yeah. you know, you're going to go left, right, left, right anyway. And, and all that. Uh, so, but still, you know, there's a little something to that. So I think that, you know, quite honestly, I think that's like a those are like bionic provided that uh, Clevenger and Snell pitch well in their limited innings. Those I feel pretty good going into those days. 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not like you're piggybacking. To, you're not piggybacking stiff on top of stiff. I mean, right. you're, you're talking about you know two starting pitchers who have proven themselves in yeah. the big leagues, and and Paddock, I would say, has proven himself for the most part. I mean, sure, he's he's had his inconsistencies, but he's a big league. I mean, we've talked about him many times on here. He's a big league pitcher, and Mackenzie Gore by this point should be a big league pitcher and has shown in the spring at least that that he is and he looks like he has his his Blake, troubles some his troubles behind him for what you can tell so far. Blake Snell has the best stuff on this staff on the starting rotation. It's just unbelievable. It's just <laughs> that you to be a pitcher, you've got to be able to pitch and and to you know put it over the plate, put it near the plate, have guys know not know that a fastball is coming. Fastball was good yesterday. Eventually these guys are like, cool, man. Gonna wait, pump up my spring training stats, and right, you know, we got right. hit pretty hard on that fastball. Uh, the other pitches weren't near near the strike zone, but again, uh, I like thought, that's I, a good pitcher. So, and I thought, you know, and Darvish obviously has great stuff as well. And I yes, thought it was yes, really yes. fascinating to read to read Bryce's column the other day about how even the guys that he pitches with are like blown away sometimes by what Darvish can do. And, He's a and sort of how he picks man. up. What's that? He's a mystery man. It is. Yeah. It's awesome. And and to see, I, to me, that's one of those things when you can impress your peers like that, where they're kind of going, "Wow, this guy's this guy's different. This guy's special." That really that really says something more more than impressing you know guys like us. That's what that was what reminded me. It's the opposite. I like guys will ask me. One guy got in touch with me last night, and asked me a question. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Why do you care? <laughs> like me, I can't remind you enough that I'm an idiot. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, the bullpen, Jay. I think it's another thing. First off, you you baseball people tell you it's like the the spot on the team that even if you have confidence in them, you don't have confidence in them because <laughs> relievers are line. just up and down. Bullpens mm-hmm. tend to travel in packs. They go well at the same time, bad at the same time. Just because they were good the year before doesn't mean they'll be good the next year. Just because they were good in April doesn't mean they'll be good in May. Look, there's a lot of talent in this bullpen and a lot of questions. Okay, they have a one-run lead going to the ninth next Thursday. Who's getting the ball? Robert Suarez. Okay. Because he saved 42 games in the Japan Central League last year, because he is looking pretty good, and that they don't have Why anybody not? else besides <laughs> Emilio Pagan, who's had experience. Uh-huh. Um, I think you know Emilio gets people out both sides of the plate, but it really is looking like it's Suarez, and I think that it was kind of like his job to lose yep. or his job to win, something like that, you know, because of the money they gave him and the fact that they don't have experience really anywhere else. But Emilio Pagan is is also has also been an option. It's at this point of the spring where I can't tell you for sure that they haven't made up their mind. Um, uh, but this is also a weird spring too, where maybe they haven't. I mean. Maybe they have not made up their mind yet. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it all makes sense. I, I'm just looking at the at the roster here to see who else. I mean, those are the two guys that you mm-hmm. would expect at the at the end. I mean, right. I, I got a I dark horse think. in Pierce Johnson uh, that he yeah. might get some opportunities there. I'm not saying that yeah. he's a closer, but he's he um, he upped his strikeouts a lot last year, and that is that is one of the better curves uh, in, in you know in the league. Uh, he's so, kind of an overlooked. An overlooked really guy sometimes. Is. That, yes. That you don't think about like he didn't come to mind. 
uh, right away. And, and, you know, obviously I don't mention him enough. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think Lamette is another guy. I don't, not saying he's going to close, but he's another guy that you could look at late, um, you know, late in games as as another, as another option. Um, 2023 Nelson Lamette, your closer. (laughs) If he stays healthy, look, yesterday he pitched after one day's rest. It was the first time he'd done that. I think he went back to back once last year, see what he could do. We all know that his stuff wasn't really there last year. It was Mm -hmm. about him being healthy. Uh, They would love to build him up and heck maybe by the mid season, he's built up and he's as healthy as ever. And he's just, you know, He's their closer. I but I at the start of the season, unless they're going to go situational slash committee, then Denelson Lamette is not that guy. Okay, moving on because to the bullpen. Back to back. Right back to back to one thing I forgot when we were talking about the outfield is Mazzara on this team. You know I haven't redone my roster yet, so yes, at this point he is because I I don't know that C.J. Abrams going out there. Got okay. baby. Actually, based on the roster that I put in my newsletter uh, last week, he's not because I had three catchers, and I um and and that was you know two hours before uh Beatty. It was in people's in- inboxes two hours before Beatty was traded for. So I guess Beatty <laughs> would trade uh replace Mazzara. But in that, I think that the uh, one of the catchers is going to be uh, traded, and I have Abrams on my roster. Then I'll go ahead and say yes, Mazzara is on this team. Okay. About, that was a good answer, right? Yeah, sure. You have any idea what I said? Uh, 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 the answer is yes. Okay, I, I got that at the. Uh, I got that at the end. I will defend myself a little and say that I have never been like I've never seen a team this sort of like up in the air. And I actually believe the people that are saying that. You know, they actually believe that they don't have answers for certain positions at this point, like obviously if the game were today, they would have answers, but like it's not. And we had the short spring and we got a new manager and a new staff and we have holes here and it's, it's still up in the air and could have moves. Don't think it's a coincidence. Well, that's the other thing. That's um, uh, Bob Melvin's caveat to many of his comments. And we don't know what the roster is going to look like. And we don't know who's going to be on our team. Little caveats, little things that Bob throws out there. All right. Well, speaking of Bob, I'm going to post a story about Bob here. uh, Oh. Now. Cool. So uh, so I don't have anybody yelling at me all afternoon to to do that. And we will come back. What did we decide we were going to do this next one? Were we doing this next Thursday, I believe? I thought Wednesday. we were going to do it Wednesday. Wednesday uh, on the, the off day. day. Between, yep, the day between the end of spring training, this incredibly long spring training, and uh, <laughs> the start of uh, the season. All right. Well, we'll come back on uh, on Wednesday for everyone, and I uh, hope everyone has a uh, has a good weekend, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.